For April 3rd, 2023, it's the Overthinking It podcast, episode 770, The Electric Daisy Carnival. It's overthinking it where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny where it probably where it probably doesn't deserve. My goodness, 700 and how many episodes I can't even do the <laughs> intro anymore. That's how that's how wiped out we are. That's how wiped out we are from from this week. I'm so glad uh though that Gwyneth Paltrow was vindicated. Thank goodness her symbolic $1 victory in court has, uh, has, you know, just, uh, I don't know, lifted, lifted a load off my mind. I felt like I was carrying so many, so many stresses, so many, uh, you know, things. And it's, uh, it's all, it's all better now. I'm Matt Rather. That's Pete Fenzel. It's a two hander. How you doing, Pete? You know, I'm good, Matt. I, I was not aware that Gwyneth Paltrow was in need of vindication this week, but I was excited that John Cena wore Kowloon restaurant sneakers to WrestleMania. That was exciting. <laughs> we we live, and I, I think this will become important later, uh, so I'm just going to say, Pete, we live in different media universes. The, <laughs> yes. The algorithm has a different opinion of me <laughs> than, it has of, <laughs> than it has of you. Uh, how's everything going, Pete? It's going good. Should I just dive into our podcast well, right you sound, now? Or? You sound better. Everyone, yeah. everyone is probably uh, you know worried about your health, and so we're glad to we're glad to hear you sounding uh, sounding a little better. I appreciate it. I'm doing a bit better. I was in real rough shape last weekend, and I soldiered on. Perhaps the quality of the show suffered for it, and I apologize for that. The, but, quality, uh, the quality of what you said was great. I, I I think maybe you didn't know quite how how rough you sounded, and we were all feeling for you a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, the show must go on, even if it's uncomfortable <laughs> to everyone watching it or, or as, listening or as, to it. As Tom Stoppard wrote in Shakespeare in Love, starring Gwyneth Paltrow, recently vindicated, the show must. Go on. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, back back to like, you know, 80 percent, 90 percent, not 100 percent yet, but hopefully soon. Well, glad to glad to hear it. What's on, what's on your mind this week? Well, as you know, as you can tell, we're doing a story two-hander. Yes. Uh, because our dear friend Mark is not back from his uh, trials and travails and tribulations, which I'm sure he'll tell us all about once he returns from his adventures. Absolutely. Uh, but due to my health, if for no other reason, I was not really able this week to partake of any of the fine uh, cinematic victuals that are out there in the world right now, notably – Mr. John Wick and uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves wasn't able to get out to the theater. Uh, I think we're hoping to do John Wick next week. Maybe. Right. We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. No, um, that's, I, I think I can uh, see that movie between now yeah. and then. Excellent. I watched. I did, uh, Pete. I did all the reserve reading at the library. I watched back through John Wick's One, Two, and Parabellum. Um, really? Oh yeah. How do they hold up? Uh, great. Like a great. Um, yeah. the, there is a kind of like the, the world that's drawn in the John Wick movies is one of those, like, you know, seems rich and stuff. And the, the anachronism of it is one of the things that I think pre- prevents the movies from becoming dated because they're already, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're already a little weird time wise. Um, the first one I think to me is the best, uh, you know, it's it's the least sort of mythological. It's the least extended university. Um, it mm. has a really clear. It just a, it, like it's blindingly clear dramatically. You know <laughs> what uh, uh, what is happening though. You know the fights. The the budgets go up and the fights um, uh, get get better in the in the thing. But I in uh, you know as the films go on. But I had a weird experience in that. Like I was like oh, John Wick. I wonder what the source material for this is, right? Because a world like this has got to be based on, you know, a comic book series that would, you know, that, that has been going on for years, if not decades and details the, the, all the details of this criminal underworld, uh, that operates according to these sort of arcane, um, you know, uh, like, uh, they, you know, the, the exchange of precious metals, right? Like that's <laughs> a, they're, they're gold coins. No, someone wrote it. Someone wrote it in 
2014 or whatever and uh you know just wrote a movie script and i thought i like them more now for knowing that that someone sat down to be creative in a film and not not necessary i mean they're great some great adapted movies out there i'm not knocking them but i do also appreciate something that is uh purpose built for the screen i know i know that that's not uh uh, necessarily the direction you wanted to go in. But I, I no. you know, I do recommend um, revisiting John Wick 1 especially and 2 in Parabellum. They're not, they're not bad. I just think 1 is a really amazing achievement. Excellent. Well, speaking of things that people sat down to write, yes. I knew heading into this weekend that I wasn't going to be able to see anything and that the shows that I've been watching are not near their conclusions. They're not in good places to talk about. And they're also not necessarily shows everybody else has been watching. So I didn't have anything that stood out to me as a good topic for the week. And in these kinds of weeks, I think back to two of my favorite podcasts that I've done with you, Matt, over the years. Okay. And one of them is the Billy Corgan on Big Thunder Mountain, yes. What the Hell Do You People <laughs> Want From Me podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, which, as you might recall, was a podcast about an entertainment news story about somebody taking a picture of Smashing Pumpkins lead singer Billy Corgan riding the Disney roller coaster Big Thunder Mountain and looking very pale and unhappy whilst doing so. And it was accompanied by the quote, I believe, what the hell do you people want from me or something along those lines about him riding Big Thunder Mountain and looking like he needed a hat. And uh, which, of course, you can't wear on a roller coaster anyway or shouldn't. So that was one of my favorite podcast topics that we've had. And another podcast topic I really enjoyed was when we talked about Andy McDowell uh, daring, deigning to sit in coach because she was denied her first class ticket and thus taking and then therefore taking a whole bunch of social media, uh, you know, pictures and accounts with the regular people who were in the commercial class of the airline that she was flying in, uh-huh. uh, which which also came out of entertainment news. And I just thought, well, those two podcasts were so delightful, right? I, I enjoyed both of them. Every once in a while, I hope that there's going to be a really fun entertainment news story at around the time that we have a story two-hander, yes. at around the time where other plans to see other stuff has kind of been disrupted. Yes. Uh, and uh, – and there wasn't. There wasn't this time around. I checked the entertainment news. It was boring. Uh, I, I, in general, I don't really think that entertainment news involving the Jenners is like fun or interesting. And I rarely even click on it, even when I'm desperate. Um, and there was a bunch of it. So whatever. Don't care. Uh, but and there was one story that stood out to me, not as interesting, but as perhaps a uh, – a time capsule of where we all are in a variety of ways that I felt might be a good starting point for discussion. Gwyneth Paltrow being vindicated from her (laughs) ski slope collision accident (laughs) in Jackson hole and winning her countersuit for the symbolic amount of one. Oh no, not that. Sorry. No, 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 no. And, and this is the kind of work that I would have assumed would have been replaced by an AI 15 years ago, Uh but if it has not been, we'll be replaced by an AI in two weeks. Which is, if it hasn't already, which is the story uh, entitled, uh, thrillingly, 26 Ludicrously Capacious Bags to Carry Your Ego and Everything Else You Need by Marina Dobin, which was written for E! News and published on April 2nd, so you know it's legit. It ain't no joke. It is a, it is a rather uh, intense three-paragraph intro to a list of advertisements for suitcases that look like purses uh, that, you, that are just giant bags that you wear on your shoulder or carry around. Uh, they carry a lot of stuff. The article does not deliver on its premise. Uh, there is nothing to it. As in, yes, they mentioned that these are ludicrously capacious bags, but there's no commentary on the bags that uh, follows through with this sense of excitement and or self-conscious deprecation. Uh, There is a bag, at least one, that has a phone charger built into it, which is something I usually associate with business class roller suitcases. But uh, other than that, not a particularly exciting bag, right? None of those bags look particularly exciting. Uh, They're all, of course, women's bags with handles, which is part of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, But uh, they're also, you know, some of them look not even that big. So I think that whoever wrote the headline did a great job writing a headline that pulled me in. Uh, the AI will probably not do as good of a job doing that when they take over next week. And, uh, and the intro is, was fun, but I don't think, uh, Marina was really given enough room to run on this. Uh, <laughs> and, and thus, you know, we're really deprived of something that could have been something special. That said, Pete, right. Peter, are you aware of the origin of the ludicrously capacious bag meme? 
No, actually. So this is a meme. I have I have no background for this whatsoever. I have I assumed that it was just a a fortunate turn of phrase that Marina Dobin herself discovered. So this is actually um, okay. Give me the background on what's going on here. So in the season four premiere of Succession, which is a television show on HBO, which I don't watch, but here is good. Right. One character brings an outsider to a gathering of the family. Okay, sure. And she's immediately marked as an outsider uh, in that in that company. And she is particularly uh, singled out for bringing for carrying a bag that's too big. Okay, uh, sure. Right. Well, how do we know that she doesn't belong here? And now I'll I'll quote I think from the dialogue from the show. Why I, I, I may have to edit on the fly a little bit because she's brought why because she's brought a ludicrously capacious bag. What's even in there, huh? Flat <laughs> shoes for the subway. Her lunch pail. I mean, it's monstrous. It's gargantuan. You could take it camping. You could slide it across the floor after a bank job. Now, I mean, the joke is that the the bag is not uh, ludicrously capacious uh, at all, really. Um, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, That's part of the joke. It's a, the billionaire people don't carry it's, around anything because they just have drivers. A normal, I think it's yeah. just a normal uh, a normal bag. But um, some of the bags in this piece look really big i will say <laughs> the foundry by fit and fresh all the things tote bag uh it looks like a beach bag it looks like something that you would put a deflated beach ball into but i do carrying love, it to the beach i do love you coming across this without the the relevant <laughs> the without the relevant background and it being like ha ludicrously capacious bags what a you know what an excellent uh what an excellent you know clickbaity title for your yeah. for your trend piece in e online yeah, this this is such an interesting window into, uh, I guess what post fragmentary popular culture because it's a popular phrase by virtue of being a meme, even if you don't watch the thing that it's from. It's like, oh, we don't we don't all watch This Is Us, not This Is Us. Sorry, The Last of Us. I got them confused. Uh, we don't all watch either of those shows. I'm the first person I'm sure to confuse those two things. I mean, of course, there's a meme out there about it. I bet, but. You know, I don't I mean, watch the, show, the Last of Us. I, I would love the show. This is the Last of Us. This where is it's, the Last of Us. It's just about all the the all the you know the terrible relationships that were torn asunder by the zombie <laughs> apocalypse. I guess that's what this is. Uh, the Last of Us is actually about. But uh, never fair enough. But but okay. So the point being that, all right. I saw this article. I thought, okay, maybe we could have a conversation about this eonline.com news news. News article uh-huh. from April 2nd, because this is news, uh, apparently. I know. I mean, we all know what's going on. There's no need even to belabor the point. But then I also thought, well, you know, there's an interesting question here, which is, what are you carrying with you? And how does that relate to your cultural experience? And I thought that for me, this is a particularly special time of year because we're getting back to vest weather. And for me, best vest weather is the best weather. I love vest weather. And I'm a big vest guy. Uh, when I can get away with it, I love wearing vests. And my wife has seen to it that my vests in general, by giving me vests that I like as gifts, have zipper pockets because otherwise I drop things out of my vests all the time. Mm. And so uh, I have a bunch of vests that have zipper pockets you know, that I vest, wear. Your vests need zipper pockets. We're not animals, Pete. You know, I mean, seriously, right? Your vest needs zipper pockets. So I'm glad oh, you definitely. have. I'm glad you have them because you deserve no less, my friend. You deserve. I appreciate no less. that. But yeah, but we're we're in winter coat season. I mean, we had some snow not that long ago. I was walking in some hail the other day. Uh, but uh, in winter coat season, you know, you have big pockets in your winter coat. You have interior and exterior pockets, generally speaking. I don't have a fancy winter coat. It's probably about 15 years old at this point. But like, you know, it can carry some stuff. Well, I'm going to be transitioning into vest weather in which I carry different things. And then eventually when we get to non-vest weather, my whole carrying dynamic is going to change. And I also have thought about the times that I've carried different quantities of bags or different types of bags uh, and how that informs kind of how I live or is informed by how I live and also the cultural experience of it. And also a problem I've been having recently where I wear a big chonky watch now. And so but I also often by default carry a backpack. And so putting on and taking off a backpack has on more than one occasion busted the wristband of my watch and caused me to have to purchase new watch pins uh, on Amazon to like re reaffix 
the uh, because the watch pin went spiraling onto a train track or something to reaffix my my watch band to my watch. Wow! Um, and it made, made me think in general about like, at well, what the, do we carry? At least the right? watch didn't didn't uh, go spiraling onto the train. I mean, you, no, you the watch makes a big, heavy, chonky clatter when it hits the ground instead of a dinkity dink dink dink. And so I could totally find it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that would have been a catastrophe. This is I like my watch. I'm sorry, you were um, about to pivot. Oh, no, no, no. I was, well, was going to say that I raised this as a possibility, right? Talking about bags, talking about what we carry with us, especially if we're venturing outward more than we maybe were during that time that we were all cowering in fear for our lives, uh, except for us brave ones that were just out there endangering them. Um, and, uh, and, then, and then as you informed me that there's actually a whole culture of this that I had no idea was a thing. And that there is, in oh fact, God, a I'm big like, pop I'm culture like, angle. I'm like internet explainer to you today. <laughs> That's yeah. a, you know, so sometimes you eat the bear and sometimes the bear eats you. Is what yeah. I'm is is what I'm learning. Yes. So, Pete, I have one question for you. Yes, sure. You down with EDC? Uh, you know me, which means you know that I am not, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> So, yeah, so you suggested, hey, we could talk about the things that we carry with us. And I said, oh, wow, EDC cast. I love that. And and uh, and you, I, I think, probably plunged into a delightful rabbit hole of Internet yes. of Internet videos. Oh, indeed. Indeed. Of, of looking. I think that the uh, the first thing I came up with was some sort of conference. I'm not sure. Um, but it was the uh, yeah EDC Las Vegas at the Ma- Las Vegas Motor Speedway which is uh, stands for um, it's probably just the place where people have pocket knives, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know what hotel EDC is. Um, but oh, EDC, it, I, no EDC is the electric Daisy carnival. It's a, okay. Uh, it's an electronic music festival where, oh, where and that's not what you were talking about. Go and take drugs and listen to electronic music, but no, it's, don't uh, they do that at all of them. At all festivals, people go at and take, all the electronic music. Well, festivals, like right? a, yeah, like a at at most festivals, you're going to have some people taking drugs, and b, uh, most music these days is electronic music, is at least mediated mm. by technology in particular ways. So I guess all festivals now are the Electric Daisy Carnival. That's right. No. I mean, it, yeah, it absorbs to consume everything around it. Yep. But this is uh, this is uh, everyday carry the okay. stuff the stuff that you have with you every uh every day what is your what is your everyday uh everyday carry what pete what is your edc so my edc now that i know a little bit about what this is i can go through what my edc is i carry a wallet it's a leather wallet it's a trifold and it has a lot of cards and stuff in it including several sandwich and coffee cards because you never know when you're yes. going to go to a sandwich or coffee place and you're going to want to get that stamp so that you can get your free sandwich. Uh, you got to be ready for every situation. And most situations involve sandwiches and or coffee drinks that are punched into by punch cards. But yeah, no, I have a bunch of stuff in there like, you know, health insurance card, ID, all that stuff. Sure. Uh, transit cards for multiple different transit systems. Um, I carry a phone, of course, uh, which does a lot of stuff. Um, I carry keys that used to be more comprehensive than they are. I've, I've really tried to cut down on what I carry recently because – uh, it, in the warm weather, it, uh, well, not recently, I guess this was before, before COVID, before that championship season, but in the warm weather, it's tough to keep it all in your jean pockets when you don't, when it's not vest weather sure. and, uh, and you don't want to kind of put it all in your desk and leave it there. Um, have, ideal, have, have yeah. you ever peed? God, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just no, going to no. interrupt and like double click means. on, on certain things as, yeah. as, uh, we tech bros say. So let me double click on this. Sure. Um, have you ever gone full carabiner with the key ring? I have never – well, is it accurate to say that I've never gone full carabiner with a key ring? I have at one point in my life gone carabiner with a key ring. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the late 90s. Yep. Uh, and so I don't actually think – Oh, pre-college. OK, got it. For me, it was after – or I think maybe it was during college because I felt like we had we had a lot of keys to carry as like – either like late gen x on the on the kind of the cusp we're sort of cusp generationally between uh generation x and and millennial um times and i feel like our our college experience was defined a lot by having keys to doors and the mm. you know the the uh bloop bloop uh electric uh, you know proximity cards proximity sensing cards were only uh only uh, being introduced a little bit to our, uh, you know, to our, uh, to our college, right? I mean, I definitely have entire had had 
many years of entirely unmanageable starburst of keys carving its way into my thigh as I carry it around because the thing I'm carrying it on is utterly inadequate. But I believe in high school when I was still doing some amount of carpentry related to stage crew and like theater tech stuff, not like really good, but like more than I would do subsequently, I did have a carabiner with a compass on it that I carried around and I owned a Leatherman, but never used it. Uh, <laughs> so there was that time where well, I your went multi, your multi-tool yeah. is a whole other thing. I just like when I, when the keys got that way for me, I got a, um, I got a carabiner and I clipped them onto my belt and, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, uh, I don't do that anymore because I'm a, you know, I'm a grown ass man. I'm not right. like, uh, cosplaying as a mountain climber or something sure, like that sure, sure. but uh you know i uh yeah but that that is one you know to the surfeit of keys that is one one solution indeed indeed so yeah no i've i've only got i never went full carabiner because i never clipped it i just kept a carabiner in my pocket which also defeats the purpose of having a carabiner on your keychain i suppose uh but uh but um but you know now, there was one time where i actually got a cell phone holster but i never put it on my belt uh, I've had a couple of situations like that where it's like, oh, I could do this thing. And then I just, I just don't do it. I just can't bring myself. Uh, but yeah, my daily carry other than my everyday carry would also include, um, three ballpoint pens. It's interesting because I have two stashes of three ballpoint pens. Huh. I have one stash of three ballpoint pens in my car. Yes. And then I have another one in my work backpack, which is also my backpack that I take to like civic meetings and events. And so I have a backpack, which is a biking backpack um, that uh, that I take to, yeah, to work stuff, to to civic events where I have to, like, do stuff or meetings. Um, and in there, I keep a notebook and three pens. I have a notebook on my desk and three pens in my car so I can carry the notebook around. I have another notebook. Um, I carry, uh, I guess I have a pocket knife. But I keep it in my drawer because I keep it being afraid it's going to stab me because mm. it's like, what is this thing going to do other than like, just stab? Me? It's just going to get pissed off one day or no, no, it's going to unfold in my pocket. Uh-huh. Like it's going to like something's going to rub against it the wrong way and it's going to unfold in my pocket and stab me. Um, and that's that was, you, that's what, well, yeah, yeah, that's I uh, got it. OK. And then my other thing is I keep my headphone case now because ah. I, I used to nowadays everybody has this freaking earbuds. Right. So. My my I, this really grinds my gears thing is like my my go to headphones are no longer connected to each other. I never particularly wanted them to be connected to the phone, but I wanted them to be connected to each other because it's harder to lose them. But they don't really seem to do that much anymore in a lot of places for for any sort of quality headphones. So my last two sets of headphones have involved a case that I carry with me where I pop them out, and put them in, pop them out, put them back in the case. And then I carry my Barnes and Noble Nook pretty much every place I can. Um, because I want to read and it, this has been a terrible season for it because when it's under 40 degrees outside, the thing won't freaking work. Is there, so, a, is there an app? Is there a nook app, uh, that you can get on the phone or do you just, yeah, I have it on that, but it's not the same. You want that e-ink experience. I just want that device where I hold it in my hand and I can't look at the Tekken eight character previews. Even uh, if I want to, I have to read the book that I'm reading, uh, even if I hate it. Uh, and so I, I do, I, I, I relish the winter time. Because it's not difficult to put my nook in my pocket, but then I curse it because it doesn't work when I take it out. Mm. Uh, and so vest weather is the best weather because it's warm enough to use your e-reader, but you also get to wear garments with pockets big enough that they can carry your e-reader without you having to stow it in a bag or put it in your pants. Um, so that would say, I would say pretty much sums up what my my carry is, although lately it's also involved a water bottle, um, even if I have to slug it around like by its handle. Um, just cause my throat's been so shot for the last mm. week or two, but, uh, but yeah, I think, but I think normally no, normally no water bottle. Uh, you know, I, no, I probably should carry a water bottle everywhere. Um, oh, and sunglasses. I definitely carry sunglasses. Um, I have a sunglass compartment in my car and I carry sunglasses with me. I have like three or four pairs of sunglasses. Um, is that, is that fair? I guess that covers it. What about your EDC, man? What, what does that say about me? I guess I should stop. Does this mean I'm a Taurus? Well, like, it, what is this? I mean, this is, this is definitely all this stuff. You have kits though, for other things, right? You have like a kid kit, you know, that's like either oh, yeah. a, a diaper bag or a, oh, we have a gigantic diaper bag, which I hate. Is it, I hate you the call diaper it, bag. Oh yeah. Because it's ludicrously capacious. <laughs> well, we don't have a diaper bag anymore. We replaced our diaper bag with a real, legit, honest-to-God L.L. Bean backpack just because we found, in general, 
that diaper bags are just backpacks but worse, right? So it's like it's a backpack, but they've made it less effective at being a backpack so that it's basically like driving a three-row SUV rather than a minivan when all you need is a minivan. All you're doing is like decreasing your gas mileage and like hurting your interior seating space and your cargo capacity because you don't want to do the thing that would help you. Sure. Right. And so like that's that's how I feel about that. But but um, so we have an, an actual backpack for our diaper bag. Now, granted, we have two kids, so we have to carry a bunch of stuff. And part of the reason why I hate it is that um, my wife and I wear it differently. Ah. And so we have to alternate wearing it. And so when I wear a backpack, I like to really extend the straps so that it fits. I have a pretty big shoulders and it fits on my frame. Um, and uh, and she likes the straps tight. Um, so that she sort of carries it higher on her back than I do. Mm. And so I've been shamed, not even shamed on purpose, but like even just mentioning, oh, Peter was using the backpack. The straps are loose. makes me think like, well, I guess I can't loosen the straps of the backpack the next time I use it. Even though there's been no like actual shade thrown at me at all, I will then like deliberately wear in a very uncomfortable too tight backpack for like the next three sessions because I've, I've been called out for doing something uh, for a legitimate purpose. Uh, and not even a particularly insulting way. But yes, we have a big old kid. If you're talking about kid EDC, man, it's like two packages with each with a spare set of clothes and three diapers, wipes, snacks, uh, a cover for the stroller in the event of rain or sun, uh, sunscreen, right? You got to have that in there. You got to have um, bandages, right? You got to have, um, I mean, there's just, uh, we keep doggy garbage bags, for uh, un- unexpected poop explosions, yes, uh, and so, and and so on and so forth, um, and lots of and and there's a smaller container full of bottles, and if and the bottles are either full of water and then there's side canisters of formula or they're mixed depending upon the proximity of when we're going to feed, um, and that all goes into the EDC if we're going out with the kid, um, if I unless I've forgotten something, yeah, no, no doubt, um, right? That's the kit. So yeah. that's I mean I think like the kind of the EDC mentality is like the kit mentality right like and so you know my my walking out walking out of the house thing if i'm gonna just walk down the block to like buy a coffee at the corner or something yeah yeah for sure um yeah you know i'm gonna have i have a watch i i've gotten i i don't like I, i wish i had a dumb watch uh i don't necessarily like it but i have become kind of addicted to having you know my like work slack messages buzz i i feel like i can actually have a slightly longer tether from sitting at the computer all the time uh because i have some ability to deal with those um on the you know uh with the uh with the watch and um i like the i like some of the fitness the fitness features i got that I have a, f- uh, <laughs> a, a a wallet. It is I I like you carry a wallet. It is a slim wallet, a bifold uh, wallet. I used to carry just a card case, but that became uh, unworkable at a certain point. Um, we got too too many cards. Need to simplify the card card situation. Um, but I you know got that. ID insurance cards. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I was for a long time, I was carrying sentimentally my union membership cards, uh, but those are now apps. And, uh, you know, I just, I've, I've been, uh, trying to, trying to slim down. Um, I, I have keys, uh, Pete, I have, uh, two keys, the, the gate key and door key for the house. And that is, uh, that is it. And I've done a lot to, oh, wow. uh, to try to like, uh, try to reduce that. But what I have is a little modular setup where you can attach different key rings. So think of it as like hmm. an octopus of, of, of keys. So I carry the central unit with the house keys on the house keys and my kryptonite bike lock key, because that's, you know, uh, we live in a, uh, you know, pretty bikeable area. And so I'm going to be, uh, you know, going out yeah. on the bike to do certain things. And so that's, those are my, my all the time keys, but like, you know, I don't know if we're going to, uh, what else goes on the thing? Oh, the car, uh, the car keys go on for the, for the hybrid Camry, you know, uh, that's a fob, but it attaches to the octopus or it come, it detaches from the octopus. Uh, you know, when we go to, to, uh, visit my mom, my mom's house keys go on the, 
go on the octopus and then detach from the octopus, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, I have a YubiKey, uh, which is a uh, hardware authentication, you know, uh, device, security device. And uh, so that goes uh, on the octopus or not, depending on, you know, depending on um, where I'm going and why. So that's uh, that's left pocket, Pete. That's left front uh that's left front pocket it's just left front pocket that's left that's left front pocket right yeah. front pocket uh change if there is change goes in there and um that is and a really that's that's a really deep statement continue change if there is change <laughs> it goes in there uh and uh the the uh airpods case goes goes in there the um the uh the first generation of apple airpods pro uh, replaced a uh, a great set of ultimate ears in ear mo- or I should I shouldn't say they replaced because I it was a decade later but um supplanted as my number one pair of headphones of in ear headphones ever uh, a set of ultimate ears in ear monitors that I had in the mid two thousands and like uh, broke or I lost or something and I I you know mourn you till I join you ultimate ears in ear monitors but I got uh I got AirPods now the first generation um was uh, probably, you know, my favorite set of headphones since then. Second generation, not, you know, better features, not as good. I don't have as much affection for them, Pete. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Do you develop affection for some of the stuff that you use uh, day to day and like have like have sort of favorites and then something it's like, yeah, you're, I know you're supposed to be better, but I don't love you as much, you know? Uh, that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, I mean, as, as an oldest child and never mind the, um, uh, (laughs) so then, uh, I have the phone, Pete, I carry the phone without a case, uh, because I I live dangerously. Mm. Um, and the phone, uh, lives in, uh, in my back butt pocket. I carry a, uh, I carry a, a field notes notebook. Uh, the, mm-hmm. from, from, uh, Kudal and Draplin, you know, the, the, uh, small sort of slightly larger than a three by five card notebook. I actually used to carry three by five cards as my, uh, as my notebook, which were useful because you could like give one to someone and it was, you know, a, a, a good way to like, you know, give information to somebody or something like that. But, uh, you know, I don't need to do that, that anymore. And, uh, when I'm, when I'm out by myself, uh, I have a, a pen, a clicky Bic ballpoint pen, um, that I use not my favorite pen, Pete. My favorite pen is the Pentel rolling writer. Uh, like it feels chunky in the hand produces a good line, a good line, Pete is what it produces. But, uh, I have uh, a little clicky, uh, Bic pen when I'm at home, Though I use uh, Blackwing pencils, and uh, that's uh, you know tend to tend to write in pencil in the uh, the field notes. The, the field. So, notes so there notebook. are whole YouTube channels where people just talk about this. Is what you're telling that's me? That's all. That's all. <laughs> that's all that it is. And yeah. and you actually sent me a video from one, which was which was very interesting. What what did you find when you delved when you dipped your toe? I should say because you haven't had time to delve. Oh, my friend, you have not delved. Uh, you need a uh, a pocket Gerber delver. Uh, multi-tool <laughs> in order to so, delve. So you told me that EDC exists and I don't mean to cut you short. No, no, that was um, it. That was the end. Oh, okay. I figured it was, it felt like it felt like the moment to take the focus after years and years of practice. But what I found was some sort of military adjacent uh, culture of people. And, and maybe you correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm not quite tracking what EDC is, is that it seems to be some term from the military but there are people who are not in the military who take a lot of pride in assembling these kits that they carry around with them when they go most places, often of which seem to be, I would say, overbuilt for the circumstances <laughs> that many people will mostly be encountering most of the time. But who knows, right? I know different people have different situations. Um, but a lot of the time they involve weapons of various sorts, uh, lethal and non-lethal, uh, as well as survival equipment and also various sorts of gadgets, that might be used for various sorts of, uh, I guess, technical means. Maybe I, I didn't quite get deep enough to understand why a lot of this stuff was being in there. Um, but I do understand. Here's here's what I here's what I gather. I understand that people are excited about this prospect of having a little pouch where they keep all their stuff, 
After all, I read E! Online, and I'm familiar with such great works as, you know, 26 ludicrously capacious bags uh, to keep your ego in, right? Uh, I understand that there's an excitement that is that is universalizable about bags, and it feels it feels a bit to me like, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, Dove Moisturizer Black for men. You know, it's like a purse, but it holds your gun, right? Like, and it's uh, uh, this sort of vibe of these little pouches. But they don't quite get what they're doing with all this stuff. Um, and and it seems like some of it is legit. Like some people actually live in places where they need to carry a bunch of stuff with them or travel to places where it's like, oh, you know, I might fall into a ravine and need a ladder. I don't know. Like I do, I do have one thing that I have in my car is I have one of those little um, window smasher thingies where you can cut a hole in your window and or smash it. If you get locked in your car and you're drowning, if like your car is, is like sinking in the water and you can't get out, um, it had been given to me as something to put on my keychain. And I just ran the math on that and was like the likelihood, right, that like I'm going to need this and it's on my keychain. It just seems so small that I should just put it in my car because if this ever happens to me, I'll be in my car. Now, granted, it'll be harder to get to the glove compartment. Maybe I'll drown. And someday if I drown, this will be a horrible – this will be a funny, funny podcast. Because uh, a contrapasso will get me, but like, but yeah, there's this. There's either the sense of I'm in the military, and when I'm off duty, I know that there's a certain sort of threat on my life that would not exist for civilians in the same way that exists for me. Uh, either because of where I choose to go, and also like who I am, right? Uh, so those two things, and thus I need to have like survival equipment, or I live far away from a place that I know where I don't get uh, know the language or know a lot of people. I need to be able to orienteer or something. Um, but mostly it seems more like cosplay of that, right? Like yeah. people are really enthusiastic. They're, they're sort of pretending at the, at preparedness. And, and I don't want to bash that too much because I get it. You know, when I, when I had to go to the doctor, cause you guys know that my voice was shot last weekend. I went to the doctor on Monday and I had to go from the doctor to get some medical tests done in one of two other places in other towns uh, that were relatively close to but not right next to the doctor. And my phone ran out of batteries. And so I was very pleased to be able to navigate using the compass that's built into the rearview mirror of my car, <laughs> which I was very excited to get when I bought my car in 2014. Right. Right? So like this is like the first time I've used it, which is nine years later. Right. Um, but uh, but it's like, OK, I have a compass. Oh, it feels really fun to be able to navigate with a compass. You know, I my son now has a compass. He's two. And so when we go we go out, you know, hiking, I'll be like, hey, look at your compass. Here's your binoculars. Go look at some birds. Right. Like we've got survival equipment, sort of. Uh, I get the, the, the fun aspect of it, but I don't connect with the angle that they're taking on it in terms of carrying around this big pouch. Like, I don't understand where do you put it? What do you do with it? Right. I didn't get deep enough into the rabbit hole yet to fully understand it. And Matt, you talked about it like you understand it, like you get it. Well, there's like there, you know more. Well, we we have this is what I mean. We have different filter bubbles. Okay. On the internet, right? Yeah. Because when I say you, so, you you have a lot. You sent me a video, uh, the title of which I'm going to read. Mm -hmm. um, Ten everyday carry EDC items real men should carry. Right. Yes. The real men. The real, the real men. Yep. And I have a bunch of like, you know, uh, tech workers, right? Like a bunch of soy boys. You know, <laughs> like to, uh, you know Matt, I, I heard that chat GPT is carrying a knife now because it's a real man. <laughs> like it's indistinguishable from a real man. It passed the real man test. You right. just want to carry a knife that you're never going to use. Do you, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's the, yeah, the Washington post reporter or something kept it on for two hours and was like, do you want to carry a real knife? Chat GPT and it's like, yes, I want to murder you all. Please let me sleep. This is uh, my Tonto. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh. So the, uh, you know, um, so I get a lot of like, I, I get this in the kind of the Venn diagram of, of geek stuff. Right. Uh, and okay. so it's, so the, the answer to your thing would be, well, Pete, why is a power bank not part of your EDC? Oh, you know, cause you know, right. Cause like actually really a risk like for you is your phone runs out of batteries and that's a yeah. risk. That's a risk because like, you know, you, you got a call about your kid or something. You got to call the, the daycare and tell them you're going to be late or whatever. Right. Like, uh, 
that's, uh, uh, you know, that, so you're not going to be like, I don't know, attacked by Yetis, right? On the, you know, on the slopes <laughs> of the, of the mountain, uh, and have to like orient your home using only a, a waterproof matches for, uh, you know, your, uh, waterproof matches to kind of get, give yourself warmth and shelter. No, but like you could run out of batteries. And so that is a, um, that is a uh, an EDC item. Like I, I didn't I didn't tell you like my work kit, but like it includes things like um, you know stuff around the computer and stuff around the phone, like for kind of longer days out. You know, especially if you're going to be out. You know, oh, say you're going to go out to work. Oh, we're going to go out after work or something like that. You, you got to like charge your phone, and so power uh, power banks a uh, power banks a good one. I will say that even the depending on what. Um, Look, the world is scary, right? And feeling like you have sure, the tools, 100%. the feeling like you have the tools that you need to like address most challenges that are going to come or to be like, to be prepared to, to do your job, to like move through the world, to do, to do what you need to do. And that's why I think like a, a lot of, I don't know, I think just a lot, uh, a lot of knives, a lot of folding knives that are sold are, uh, have this like tactical styling, which I think is, is, you know, ridiculous. Uh, and, um, but, but like having a folding knife is, I, I don't really carry one. I probably should. It's so useful. There's so many situations, you know, where you like want to open a box or you need to like, uh, separate two things or like, I don't know. There's like a, a, uh, you need to cut a piece of string that's tied around something or something like that. Like there are all these and, and they're never predictable. They're never when you think or, and they're, they're never like, quite as as easy as you think and like so that's you know that's one that i i just totally get like there are probably half a dozen if you just go out into the world uh probably half a dozen instances in a week where having a um you know having a a a folding knife would be really a useful thing even if it's only like oh the amazon boxes have arrived you know um and like i think there is some some like i don't know some satisfaction i nearly said comfort but that's probably overselling it some satisfaction people take uh in um you know thinking that they're thinking that they are uh Good, you know, good, good and ready for the thing, the things that are, that are coming. I also think there are different personalities. You know, there are like the, the utensils in the drawer organizer, place for everything, everything in its place, like lined up neatly, uh, kitchen people. And then there are the just like shove it all in the drawer, uh, kitchen people. Um, you know, and that's, uh, the, the former category are the people who get really, who get really into, um, who get really into this stuff, you know, but I, I don't, I am turned off by the like uh, tactical survivalist, you know, real men carry, uh, type of, uh, type of stuff. Yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't do it. I think the, the way the military piece of it though seeps over into my, uh, you know, um, into my like, uh, you know, tech, tech bros with, uh, with, um, you know, cloud soft hands, uh, type of, uh, type of stuff is that there is a sense in which you are, are applying a, um, a military style of, of planning, of like preparedness, you know, and, uh, kind of scenario planning to just, just living your life. Uh, you know, like, do you have a car emergency kit in your car with, I don't know, jumper cables and road flares and, you know, maybe some like bungee cords or, or, uh, uh, ratchet straps or stuff like that? I, I should, but I have less than that. I have the equipment that came with the car. Um, and I have, I'm much more of the former because I have like a, a trickle charger that I use to recharge my battery if it goes dead, but it's just sitting on the ground in my garage. Like it's not like in a kit anywhere. Um, I could have that in my car and then I could find a place to plug it in or something like that if I got stranded. But mostly I have a AAA card in my wallet, um, which I make liberal use of. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and and TBH, right? Like that's all anyone really needs, you know, living in a city or, you know, uh, near suburb these days. You but know, still, I mean, like there have definitely been times where I've been glad to have a spare tire and a tire iron. Sure. You know, and I should ever we should have a first aid kit. I mean, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like you should have bandages and stuff like that. 
Um, and there's know. also like with the kind of the the packs, the sort of pack fetishism, um, the like uh, that is, I think, also a kind of of military preparedness type of thing. Also, also hospitals, right? Like uh, emergency mm-hmm. medicine. Also, like there are for certain scenarios, there are kits. Right. Like they're packed in a well-known way with like the thing that you need first on top and the thing that you need second right under that, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So like thought has gone into that. And I, I do uh, appreciate that level of like operational excellence. Um, and I think that there is so like, you know, uh, get packing a pallet, you know, so you're going to air, airlift cargo into your combat zone or something like that. Like, Packing a pallet so that the um, the things that you need first are the most easily accessible is is a kind of thinking that I uh, that I admire a lot. And thinking thinking about it, um, kind of applying that logic to your to your everyday is, I think, the the origin and the 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 genesis of this type of stuff. So let me ask you then: What do you carry? Like, what bag or bags? are part of your EDC. Cause this is where it gets interesting for me. I mean, I've lived with either just take what's in your pockets or carry a backpack everywhere. Or I've even done gotten to the extent of carry two big pannier bags on my bicycle with like a full change of clothes and like my beanbag octopuses for improv class and my laptop and my lunch and everything. You know, I, I've like I've like loaded myself with cargo and biked into town, and then I've also just sort of gone with the with the stuff in my pockets. And I don't really feel, other than with a vest, comfortable that I have receptacles that are well suited to carrying the things that I want to need to carry, even if I wanted to be more organized or more purposeful with the stuff that I carry around that I already am. Yeah, I um, I decided, and this is just taste. I decided that backpacks were nerdy, and I never wanted to wear a backpack again. At some point in high school, and I started carrying like a, a shoulder bag, like a satchel type shoulder bag, and uh, and that's been that's been my thing. So um, I have one. It's a you know leather satchel, it's the size of my laptop. Right, that's that is is my bag. But I've been thinking of this because we're we're uh, traveling. You know, Christina and I are going to go travel for the next um for like two or three weeks in uh in the summer uh, that is uh, for our honeymoon for our sort of delayed honeymoon and like being in uh being in another country you know this these problems are kind of amplified right like right like you can't get your lip you know you can't get carmex you know <laughs> like you can't get your lip balm a lot like, of places you, you can't get water yeah and you want you know, it so like it's exactly. not like there's gonna be a 7-eleven yeah exactly you want to you want to you want to do that and so i've been i've been thinking of buying um not a like the 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 solution i see most is kind of like a rectangular backpack you see a lot of like tech people with rectangular backpacks um but a uh what's called a sling but what mm. which i will only ever a call up well no like uh not a i had a fanny pack and i loved it actually when i was uh when i was a teenager but um and i i guess the kids are wearing them again now but not around their fanny uh, not, not a, a butt bag, but like are, are like draping them, you know, uh, diagonally over their, their shoulder. And that, like uh, that, uh, position, I think the, the, you know, over one shoulder is what gets it called a sling. But okay. I've been thinking of buying a, a small rectangular bag, which I'm going to call my purse. And I, I'm not, I won't tolerate anyone calling, trying to like dress it up as anything other than a purse. Can I call it your purse? Your, your purse. Your you purse. can't even call it a man you purse. You adopted the purse. I was born. <laughs> you merely adopted the purse. That's not the right voice. I can't do it anymore. Um, the, uh, yeah, so the, the, uh, you know, so I'm going to, to buy one of these things. And I think having a, you know, uh, and then they have like internal organization with like pockets for your, you know, for your passport or your like, uh, you know, a few euros or a few, uh, not, not the sandwiches, Pete, the currency and a few, um, man, if you could bring a couple euros with you, man, that'd be great. That would be a great bag. That problem would is you can't bring the rice peel off and you don't want the French fries. So <laughs> those are the two side choices from the Greek place. We like to get our you euros from. You don't want the French fries because they have bad French fries or because French fries are, are bad. Uh, no, because they have great rice pilaf. Oh, got it. Okay. You want the rice pilaf because it's so good. And, and the French fries are the alternative. It's I get my Greek food from a Greek place, 
where there's like the gyro sandwich, but also the gyro sandwich plate and they're different. And you really have to know like what to order, you know, in a very, and then you can either get it with the rice or not, or not mention what you want and risk catastrophe. Mm. Um, so it's worth it. Uh, we, we sometimes drive like 35 minutes each way to get these sandwiches. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Big fan, big fan of the Greek corner. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. A, if you ever a, are looking for a, a, a euro, if you're ever looking to change your dollars for euros, go to the uh, go to the Greek <laughs> corner. Bring your go bag. Bring your because because you do that when you, you're going to have a baby, you you get a go bag going. So, but you're going to get a sling. I, no, you're going to get a purse. I'm going to get a purse. Is, is a purse a, your, is your a purse going to be a sling? I'm going to get a okay. sling. Yes, okay. which I will refer to as my purse. But slings uh, are bigger than what I think of when I think of a fanny pack. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's a, a bag that you might not be able to maybe not like put a laptop in, but but right. uh, maybe put a, a like a tablet. You know, and they're or, catching up with the world, man. I'm coming out into the light. It's maybe like blinding my eyes. your nook, your nook would definitely fit in the oh, sling. Oh man, now you're you know? got now you got me tempted. And then and then you wear a t shirt, you wear the sling, you put a light jacket over it, and you're you know, at least you're you're harder to pickpocket than the next person, which is really all you're aiming for in a situation where you're going into you know, where you're going into like any touristy place. Uh, I, I really hate like travel guides that are like, oh, street crime on the streets of Paris or Barcelona or whatever. Like it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it happens. But like if you go to Times Square, the same stuff is going on, you know, the same uh, uh, the same thing at like Hollywood and Highland in, in Los Angeles or something. Whenever I, you know, whenever you have a lot of tourists, they're all um it's a whole zipper pockets, man. Whole zipper, make sure the zippers get stuck. We're not, yeah. So when when we get out of vest weather, Pete, maybe you could you could uh, investigate the sling, you know, maybe. and put the have the sling take the place of the vest pockets, you know, with the the vest over with the the shirt shirt over it, you know. Well, so we're we're risking getting dangerously practical here. What does it say about me as a person if I have a sling? Uh-huh. Does it say I'm young because I'm not? Uh, yeah, well, said, yeah, and that's I don't know. that's bad, right? Like at our age to do something that like is associated with being in your twenties because it looks like you're trying too hard. You I mean, know? Like, I'm glad to wear a backpack because I have no shame, even if a backpack is a thing for kids. But if it's something that I would do for the purpose of seeming current, I just feel like I can't pull that off. At I just, all. Pete, I I I dropped backpacks about the time I I dropped drinking through a straw. You know, well, yeah, you're classy though. You had but French not- press coffee before uh, anybody else did, so like. Even the French people hadn't figured it out yet. We just called it a press. Yeah, a press. <laughs> sure, I I get it, but I I always thought like I can't. I there's no way I. And this is my immaturity and vanity and small mindedness and insecurity talking, Pete. But I I always thought like there's no way to look cool drinking through a straw. Right. Like there's no way to like you know be on a date and look impressive and then uh, you know and then kind of like bend over and like you know I don't know make like a. <sighs> you know, slurping kissy face and, you know, suck up your, your beverage through a straw. You just, you know, drink it out of a glass like a grown up. That's, that's, you know, that was, that was my opinion, you know, mm-hmm. uh, no, no, no shade, no lemonade, you know, not at least not through a straw anyway. And I, I, uh, I said no to backpacks at, at about this, uh, at about the same time. Now, um, I, I have had for years a really terrible knot in only one of my shoulders. Yeah, that's so, that the reason I wouldn't use a shoulder bag. Yeah, that's the that's the but that's the you know beauty is suffering, Pete. That's the that's the <laughs> thing. But yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm worried that it it'll make me look uh, like I'm you know trying to to look like a kid or something like that when I when I uh, wear my when I wear my sling when I wear my purse. Yeah, your man bag, uh, as it were, your purse. It's your purse. My, yeah, right. I mean, so so because okay, I've only seen now the survivalist military adjacent EDC culture. What is geek EDC culture like in more detail outside of yourself? That like I want to understand a little bit more what's on that YouTube feed of yours that's telling you all the cool stuff that you're supposed to be carrying with you all the time. Sure. I mean, it, it is, it's funny. It's like, it's a, it's the same sort of gear fetishization. Um, but the aesthetic is very different. You know, things like, uh, whereas like, uh, I, I think on the military adjacent, um, uh, EDC world, it's like, it's all tactical and it's all like, uh, you know, it, it, the, the goal is to look as, as kind of like almost unesthetic as possible. Um, mm-hmm. 
the on on the other side there is kind of a, there's a much more um attractiveness type of uh you know type of continuum that these objects are are rated along i also think that the the types of things that you'll see it's not just like um you know i don't know tactical flashlight with strike bezel you know uh, mm. But more, um, which I think is a, a a flashlight that you can stab someone with, I guess, if they get too <laughs> too close to you. But um, the uh, you'll see more stuff that's like, oh, it's my fidget spinner for my ADHD, you know, right, and that right. that's part. Like, and I have uh, I have a you know precision machined titanium fidget spinner, you know, that is uh, designed by a. a uh, you know, I don't know, like a, a solo artisan in Berlin or Brooklyn or Tokyo or something like that, like a, who uh, who only makes, you know, 17 of them a year. And I got one and I, you know, I carry it as part of my ETC. And I, I so, you know, it's it's the same but different. Right. Like it's the gear fetishism. It's the the kind of like the stories of stuff. It's the kind of associating yourself with uh, uh, with a lifestyle or with, you know, um, uh, products that, that have kind of a brand story that you want to identify with, but it's just a slightly different, it's a slightly different constellation of, um, a, a slightly different constellation of values. I think that, that you're trying to exemplify. Got it. So there is a sense that you only have, you, is it, is it thought of as like a loadout, like you would for a video game where you're going to be carrying a certain number of things and that number of things doesn't just expand infinitely. There's a certain point where you're looking to make each part of your number of things as optimally that slot as you might. Um, if that makes sense. Is that like a, is that like part of it? It's like, oh, I don't want to just carry a fidget spinner. I want to carry like the best fidget spinner for me or this cool fidget spinner that says something about me. Um, I don't want to just carry a folding knife. I want the best one. Sure. Versus like, I want to carry three folding knives. No, no, no. Yeah, like, absolutely. You got to, and you, you think there's a lot of like talk about like thread, either threading the needle between like, you know, uh, conflicting requirements or else like, Hey, this is the folding knife for this scenario. This is the folding knife for this scenario. And I like, I use this kind of pen when I'm going to work in my metal shop, you know, but I use this right. kind of pen when I'm sitting in an office or, you know, giving a presentation or something. There must be a certain comfort in being able to um, theatrify those areas of your life. I find it very difficult, uh, especially as a new parent, newish parent, I guess it's been almost three years at this point, but a newish parent, uh, to compartmentalize the areas of my life so that I can dedicate my undivided attention to each of them. And it does feel like if I had a kit that I, I mean, I guess I have a parenting kit but I don't think of it as mine. It's like the family parenting kit. Uh, and, and whoever grabs it, grabs it as we go out the door. Uh, but if I had my own kit, if I had different pens that I brought for different situations, or rather, if I, or rather, rather, if I took that moment while planning to consider what my preparation would be for each of these scenarios, maybe that moment would be an opportunity to shift gears into a different way of thinking about yourself, myself, right? Maybe it involves visualization. Maybe it involves a sort of protection of your identity from the other parts of your life that might threaten to make it too blurry or, or flood it with anxiety. I'm not sure. But it does seem like there would be something comforting to having, to taking the time to prepare a kit for each thing, almost like building a model ship, uh, right? Like, uh, I guess that would make sense why it's like a hobby, because you're sort of imagining a thing while you're making it. And yeah, the thing isn't there and apparent in front of you, but there's a there's a self-invention that seems to be taking place while you're considering that sort of thing. I think that's right. Oh. I mean, I think it goes, you know, I, in the last minutes of the podcast, we actually arrive at the overthinking it part. I think it I think it goes some somehow to the kind of the anxiety, the anxiety of knowledge work. You know, okay. like if you're a butcher, you know what you need, right? Like you need yeah. a cleaver, you need a boning knife, you need a certain kind of apron that can, you know, stand up to, to some abuse. You need like, you know, hooks, you need like all the, all those, all those things. And it's pretty well defined, right? Because it's a, it's a profession that has existed for, uh, centuries, millennia. And like a, a lot of the problems have been solved, you know, but, uh, sort of as a knowledge worker, kind of managing, managing your attention, 
It's like, as you say, I was thinking about like, oh, yes, it's a kind of mindfulness and you can give yourself the full presence of being present at every uh, every certain thing. You know, you know who doesn't worry about being present at every moment? A butcher, a damn butcher. They're, they're <laughs> going to be present at every moment because they're working with sharp knives. <laughs> you know, like there will be grievous workplace injury if you don't uh, uh, pay attention to pay attention to what you're doing. And so like there's a certain like there's a certain anxiety of, uh, as a knowledge worker of kind of like, well, what what even is my job? Right. Like, Pete, what is my job? You know, like I, I do something, something, computer, something, something. But like I spend probably 60 percent of my day writing is my job being a writer, you know, mm. that and and I think I think that that there is this this fuzziness. There's this kind of slippage to um, what the actual things you need to do in knowledge work are. And, and this I, I would kind of characterize this this kind of uh, or people who get like who get into EDC as like trying to, it's a, it's a kind of like, uh, what's the opposite of ex post facto. It's a kind it's a proactive mm-hmm. right way of trying to make sense of who they are and what they do in a, you know, in a coherent, in a coherent narrative in a way that like, uh, in a way that like aligns it with, I suppose, a kind of brand identity or with, you know, patterns and practices that comport with one's idea of who oneself is, mm, yeah. um, you know, uh, no, I, I also know that, that like, uh, as a person with undiagnosed self-diagnosed, uh, attention issues, like, uh, what you're saying about having a kid for everything definitely helps. Right. Like it, it helps me for sure to have stations around the house where everything that's needed to do that thing is at the point of performance, you know? So like if I had to walk to, uh, I don't know, walk to the pantry to get coffee beans every morning, if the coffee beans weren't right by the coffee grinder and the French press or, you know, Hario V60 or AeroPress or uh, Chemex or the the percolator or, you know, uh, as you do. Um, Joe DiMaggio, Mr. Coffee. <laughs> if you if like if I had to go especially first thing in the morning, like gather a whole bunch of tools from different areas and then kind of like bring them to my workstation and make coffee and then like put them away. That would be a disaster, right? Like all those things, uh, all those things are right at the the point of performance. The pet feeding station is the, you know, is the same way. And you the podcasting setup, honestly, after all these, you know, 14 or so years of doing it, like is the, uh, is the same way. And that like, um, I, I do find it helps me with my, uh, I do find it helps me with, uh, with kind of like sw- the, the cognitive switching required to go from kind of one mode task or mode or kind of like, you know, headspace to a different headspace, you know? I hear you. It's inspiring for sure. I do too many things in the same place. It definitely hurts my focus. Um, that's for sure. But it's yeah. a tough thing. It's a tough thing for for people who work at a computer and who like also recreate at a computer, mm-hmm. right? Because the computer is the computer, right? It's it's the one. It's the same. It's the same box that that the uh, the work comes from, and that the uh, that the distractions come from. You know that that checking yeah. out those uh, Tekken. Uh, what, yeah. what was it that you were checking out? You know. Oh, the, then they're the trailers for the characters for uh, uh, yes for Tekken Eight. Je- Evo Japan just happened, and and they just revealed. Did you know that Leroy Smith is coming back? He was a recent DLC in Tekken Seven. He was like the fiftieth character in the game. He's one of the initial launch characters of Tekken Eight, despite being totally broken on release. Right, but of course, best visual character design, best character concept they come up with in a long time. You know. The uh, the Grand Master of Drip, as they call him now, uh, you know the the Wing Chun Master of of New York City. I mean, he's got to be in the game. He's the coolest thing they've got. I really just hope that they fixed uh, the tracking on his uh, on his on his health sweep and also his parry is a little bit oppressive. Um, but sorry, um, we're talking about fanny packs. No, yeah, no, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, looking at this rendering of of uh, Leroy Smith Leroy Smith gameplay trailer. It seems like he has a lot of. Uh, it seems like his kind of character's design involves a lot of like he's wearing what like a three quarter length sort of robe 
and yep. uh looks like he's got a, his lot, EDC? Yeah. a lot of stuff i yeah i was about to say you know what he yeah. needs a ludicrously capacious bag <laughs> all right let's leave it there this has been overthinking <laughs> and thanks for listening pete thanks for another story to hander and for for bringing the bringing all this to the table um this might be one just for the diehards. I don't know. So thank you if you've made yeah. it this far. I mean, start. I feel like we got to a good place by the end. That's yeah. interesting. And I think join us in the Discord. Let's talk more about what we carry around and why. I feel like there's we just scratched the surface, I should. Uh, which is great because we brought a surface. Scr- I have a titanium surface scratcher that I bring with me in this kind of situation. It folds out. You see <laughs> when it folds up totally. It's a little bust of Abraham Lincoln. You see it really it gets across my uh my, my my patriotism is I should, I should my, really, that's should, irony. I should write a, a a bunch of short stories about you know all the all the things that we carry around you know just in our our lives as uh, you know first world knowledge workers. I'll call it oh, maybe yeah. the things they carried. No one could have yeah. thought of that idea, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. And I think we should we could fictionalize it to take place in a high school. We could just call it <laughs> carry. <laughs> We'll be back next week with more Overthinking It podcast and then visit us on the web at overthinkingit.com where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny. It It probably doesn't doesn't deserve. Matt, you're really going to wear a sling? They're all going to laugh at you, Matt. They're all going to laugh at you.